If everyone has lemonade stands, I think we can do it. These inspiring words were expressed by Alex Scott, the little girl who was battling childhood cancer and decided to have a lemonade stand in her own backyard to help fundraise for a cure. In honor of Alex and everyone fighting this disease, join ST Bank June 1st through the 8th at all bank branches for lemonade days. Enjoy treats and activities. Help us support research, awareness, and hope for these children and families in need. Let's make people our purpose and build a brighter future together. ST Bank, member FDIC. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. The blame, the credit, it all starts and stops with the head coach on an NFL football team. Uh, It is one of the more important coaching roles in all of sports. Uh, I think that it's one of the coaches that can have the biggest impact on a game than uh, many other sports. I'm looking at you, baseball, where you just sit there and don't do anything, basically. (laughs) Except chew gum. Going to give you our top 10 power rankings of coaches heading into 2022. Before we you know, get into our list, just a couple of guys that didn't make it for me, uh, either up-and-comers that I think will be on this list soon, or guys that are trying to you know, retread their career and try to catch on somewhere else. But I think Nick Sirianni is knocking on the door in really? Philadelphia. Really? Interesting. I think he's good, man. He okay. went to the playoffs his rookie year. Yeah, that's true. Uh, with a team that really didn't look like... No, not at all. No, really not at all. So I think he's good. Staley in L.A. obviously has a lot of hype around Upside, yeah. Um, I think Peterson going to Jacksonville. Peterson's still a really good coach. I don't know really why he got ran out of Philadelphia the way he did. I mean... Yeah, we'll see. One how of very we, few how, coaches active we'll that have a Super Bowl how, ring, too. That's true. So. We'll see how he does with a young quarterback, though. Uh, and then, uh, obviously, like guys like Kingsbury, Dan Campbell, they've made my honorable mention. For different well. reasons. Yeah. Kingsbury, I think, should be on this list, given the talent and given the pedigree he had when he came out of coaching in college. But it's kind of him and him and Kyler Murray are both kind of an equally a hot seat, right, in Arizona. Yeah, absolutely. Because they have not done as nearly as well as they should have. Whereas Dan Campbell... You just can't not root for that guy. He, they only won Detroit. I think only won three games last year, and yet you have all the faith in Dan Campbell to eventually turn things around. It was just—it's just, just going to be heartbreaking when Detroit does the Detroit type thing when they just punt on a guy way too early. Remember when they did so with uh, the head coach from Indianapolis who came in, got them to the playoffs, and they said, "Well, you didn't even win us the playoff game, so we had to fire you." Uh, a couple of guys that I left off on of my list: Mike McCarthy. Out of Dallas, mm, yeah, I guess he's got a ring. So he's I mean. got a ring. Um, let's see who else. Um, did you put Zach Taylor in your top ten? I did put Zach really? Taylor. in my I don't top have 10. him ready there just yet. Really? No. I mean, when you get to the Super Bowl in your second year as a coach, yeah, but I can think part, of one other guy who did that. Part, yeah, true. But part of me, like he won it though, that other guy. But part, part sure. of me, I don't know. Just it, it feels like he might have held that Bengals team back slightly more than he helped. Push them over the top. It's possible, but I, mean, I could be wrong. If he comes out and goes, you know, thirteen and four this year, then I'll, I'll eat those words. Uh, another guy that I left off, for, I think, of my list for good reason. Frank Reich could have been on my list had the Indianapolis Colts not fumbled those last two games. Man, I 
I do think he's top ten coach material. I just he just hasn't been able to realize that yet. Mm-hmm. He's been dealt a tough hand though ever since going to Indy. Luck retiring, right. and then you know having that weird year with Philip Rivers, and then you go with Carson Wentz, and now you're with Matt Ryan. I mean, you need a little bit of consistency at that for position. For sure. And then uh, one guy who you may may give me some pushback on, Sean McDermott. He made mine. He left made left mine. left off my list. I think it's because I I give a lot of credit more so to Josh Allen than I do to Josh McD- than I do to Sean McDermott. Well, yeah, you always have to have a very happy. Uh, you know, relate. You have to have a happy marriage between your quarterback and, and your head coach uh, to have any success in this league. Really, at that head coaching position. But and maybe you know, now we can get into it. My number ten guy. You could say, why would you put him in over McDermott? Maybe I should have. I had Pete Carroll as my number. Pete Carroll's 10. my number ten. Guy oh, okay, too. cool. Well, there you go. Super Bowl winner. He's right. fourth in active coaches as far as wins are concerned. He's over 150 wins in the NFL. Um, obviously, had his first stint in the league in the nineties. Patriots, Jets, went. we all know what he did at USC after that, built one of the best dynasties in college football history, won national championships, jumped ship in 2010, back to the NFL. He's been in Seattle ever since. Um, we talk about how Russell Wilson is clearly the best quarterback, the best player in, in the that franchise, franchise history. Yep. I think you could really make the argument that Pete Carroll's the best head coach that that franchise. Oh, has without ever a seen. question, Holm- I, I Holmgren's think... probably the only one that sniffs up there, right? But he but... never won with Seattle, he and then the he Super was Bowl there for a very much shorter tenure than Carroll has been. There so I, I think Carroll takes the cake as that, as far as that's concerned. Guy's got a Super Bowl ring on his finger. He's been to another Super Bowl, so he's won his conference twice. I think the reason why he's so far down this list is because recently. The team Seattle, just hasn't been yeah. very good, despite having an all-world Hall of Fame in his prime quarterback. And I think you have to, you have to, you have to ding him a couple points for that factor. Uh, you, the, them being as down as they have been for the past couple years, and now eventually moving on and completely blowing it up, I think is what held him out of maybe sniffing around my top five and has him drop down to number ten. Because despite all of his great success in Seattle and winning that Super Bowl and in those runs with the Legion of Boom, he hasn't been able to, you know, stably plot along at that mm-hmm. 500 range or or even better and sneak into the playoffs. He just he hasn't had a team that's really excited you. So that's why I dropped him down. Also too, Tom, you have to think people's criticisms of him have been he's kind of being left behind. He's very old school. Think about it. Him and Belichick are the two oldest coaches and it's not even close. They're both 70. In 2022, I don't know if one's turning 71 or if one just turned 70, but you you look at our list, look ahead. I mean, I'm just going to throw some names out like Zach Taylor, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan. A lot of these guys are so, so, so young. That's what the NFL wants, and these guys are 70 years old. The only thing is Belichick is still one of the best coaches, maybe the best NFL coach in NFL history, and still is coaching at that level. People have been saying Carroll's kind of too like old fashioned not old school but old fashioned of a coach he came in with a lot of energy when he first came to seattle but now it's been almost 10 years tom if not exactly 10 years he may have not overstayed his welcome but this may be the beginning of the end of his tenure in seattle it is interesting to me that they are at least giving him the chance to head up the rebuild though yeah and yeah it's i mean he has a lot of draft picks to work with over the next couple of years and just like Mike Tomlin, I think he's probably considered one of the 
best player coaches in sure. the NFL. Oh, you it's look, probably Tomlin and Carroll. You at look the top. at his. I'm saying the guy is 70 years old, but only a couple years ago when it's they won the Super Bowl, shape. he was. He's in great when shape. He, when he won the Super Bowl, he was still over 60 years old, and he was running up and down the sidelines all the time with Richard Sherman and and Russell Wilson. Yeah, he's fun Absolutely. to watch. He's fun to yeah, watch. Yeah, he's on a the lot of fun to for watch. sure. And uh, I mean, you don't look at the guy and think, "Oh, that's." Seven years old. No, not even a little bit. Belichick, yes, but not, yeah, not right, Pete right, Carroll. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I, I think Pete is borderline Hall of Famer. Um, yeah. Absolutely has his rightful place in the history of coaching lore in the NFL, though. And like I said, he's fourth uh, highest win, wins among active coaches right now. Right. So got to have him at least in your top ten. Number nine mm-hmm. for me, the reigning head coach of the year. I got Mike Vrabel checking in at number cool. nine. It's not as prolific as the streak that Mike T has, but four years as a head coach, yet to have a losing season if you're Mike Vrabel. Nine and seven, nine and seven. And it's very easy to say. 11 and I, five, I, 12 and four. I think he was absolutely deserving of it this year. And I think that the number one thing you can point to is the fact that he won coach of the year because he was without his best player and they still locked up the number, number one, one seed. seed yep. I think if Derrick Henry stays healthy. He, there's still a good chance of Vrabel winning Coach of the Year because the team he's built in Tennessee, and I think, too, his mind, he, he obviously played with Belichick. I, f- I forget the play that happened. It was something like a punt formation, but everyone was saying, oh, my God, that was a such a Belichickian kind of move. I don't know the exact play, but everyone was saying Vrabel is going to be a great head coach because there's only one other guy who could have seen that coming or, or prepared for that play that way. And that was Bill Belichick, the guy who we learned it from. So I think even if he had Derrick Henry all year long, I think it's fair to say he could have won Coach of the Year still because they lock up for sure that number one overall seed because they don't miss a step with Derrick. They don't lose more games with Henry than they do without him. And it's probably likely with a fully healthy, never hobble Derrick Henry, they don't lose to Cincinnati. Even if Ryan Tannehill doesn't play as bad of a game as he does, they still win that game. They can make it to the AFC Championship game. They would have to place. Uh, they would have to play Kansas City at home, a, a much harder opponent than than a lot of people would have liked to face in the playoffs. But Tennessee at home could, if 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 Cincinnati can go into Kansas City, Tom, and win the AFC Championship very easily, could the Tennessee Titans win that AFC Championship game versus the Kansas City Chiefs in Tennessee? So if they make it to the Super Bowl, I think Vrabel still wins Coach of the Year. But he won it because he was able to have so much success even without his best player. And the man has made the playoffs in three of his four seasons in Tennessee. Yep. Um, only time he missed the playoffs was the year that he first got the job, but he, he still managed to go 9-7, and seven, so pretty good start to the season, season there. Uh, best season as far as the playoff run is concerned was just also his worst record to get into the playoffs when he went 9-7. and seven, But made it all the way to the, to the AFC title yep. game. Uh, he's had um, one and duns every year since then. Baltimore, right in the first, right? In they got bounced Baltimore, in the first round yeah. last year to the Cincinnati Bengals. But I don't really blame him a lot for last year. Um, I don't know. Yeah, hard to coach against your quarterback throwing four interceptions. Right. I don't know how you can. And without your best player being, 100%. what do you call uh, Tannehill over and say, hey? Uh, Maybe don't throw it to the other team <laughs> next time. Is that that's really the best you can do? Right? Especially when like, we're driving or we're about to win the game. And I know Henry's not full strength, mm-hmm. so I can't just lean on him like I usually would. So uh, I think that Vrabel's knocking on that door. Um, it's so hard for me to believe that the Tennessee Titans would win a Super Bowl, but 
if there is a man for the job, he's clearly it right yeah. now. Right now, I wouldn't be surprised if he knocks himself through. Who's your number uh, nine? My number nine guy is the guy that the Tennessee Titans lost to, Zach Taylor. Okay. I, off my list. Off your list, right? I had him on, I think, if you make it to the Super Bowl in your second year as a, as a head coach, just because you have the right quarterback and the right wide receiver to throw the ball to for the quarterback, you still have to do a lot right. And... The guy that I have right above him, who we'll get to very shortly, has yet to do that, despite having the right quarterback his entire tenure with his given team, his respective team. So, Zach Taylor, I know you left him off just because it's only been two years, and that one year he didn't have Joe Burrow. The Bengals got themselves all the way to, what, having the number four overall pick in order to be in the position to draft um uh, Jamar Chase, so obviously without a quarterback, he didn't do as well. Let's see what he can do moving forward. Again, he may just be along for the ride with um, with Joe Burrow, and maybe it's unfair of me to give him a spot in my top 10 when I left Sean McDermott off, when I had mentioned that I was giving too much credit to Josh Allen. We'll see how that goes, but at least I can say that Zach Taylor made a Super Bowl. Sean McDermott has yet to do so. Sean McDermott checks in at number eight for me. Oh, there on you my go. List. And the man is 24 and nine in the last two seasons as the head coach in Buffalo. That's right. Josh Allen has a lot to do with that, but I will push back a little bit on you because Josh Allen wasn't always Josh Allen. Right. He but really they've became... always been together. So it's not like, you know, mm-hmm. McDermott came in and fixed him or Allen came in and fixed McDermott. I think they've just grown together as coach. And I think they have too. And But the thing is to me, Tom, Josh Allen, we're talking about Joe Burrow being a really great quarterback, made it to the Super Bowl. Uh, you and I have said many, many times on the show, we believe Josh Allen is the best player in the NFL right now. I think you can make that case. Him and Mahomes are one and two. You may you may give the nod to Josh Allen. Yeah, I might, yeah. No offense to the back-to-back MVP winner Aaron no. Rodgers, but I just think, you know, I, I lean towards youth, and those two yeah, guys you are have just... To. But McDermott... Uh, furthest he's gone is the AFC title game. Uh, obviously lost that two years ago uh, to the Kansas City Chiefs, then lost to the Chiefs again last year. So a bit of a thorn in their side, those mm-hmm. Kansas City Chiefs are. But I, I think that that's, A, a rivalry that's going to be great for a long time here in the AFC sure. playoffs. And, man, last year was really a tough one. Uh, they weren't ready in the AFC Championship game in 2020. No, they that was got the, their doors blown I off think a little they, bit. I think they only lost by, like, 8 or 12 but points. But it wasn't close. No. And then last year was an all-time classic. It was the best game of the 2022 season by far. It was the best playoff game. game. It was the season. best non-Super Bowl playoff game anyone may have ever seen. And to just fall short because you don't get the ball uh, because of the overtime rule that's now changed, is it's not really your fault at all. And you, no. you lose to... Uh, a juggernaut and, and uh, a modern dynasty, really, uh, in mm-hmm. the Kansas City Chiefs, who are becoming a little patriot-esque, where their their minimum is the AFC Championship game. Right. They don't go anywhere uh, less than that, at least since Mahomes has been there, really. So it's almost like Buffalo's next. I will say this, though. McDermott, you're at number eight right now on my list. You have a ton of room to move up this list, and I, I expect sure. you will. But I'll also say that if you start to bow out in the division round next year, or if you don't get over the AFC Championship game hump the next year, we're going to start asking a little bit of questions now because the team is too talented to not make it to the Super Bowl in my mind. So he's got to break through that wall, and I honestly got to see it this year because there's really no excuses roster-wise, no. barring injuries, why you wouldn't be able to to bust through that door and, and hold up the uh, AFC trophy and represent the conference in the Super Bowl. Sure. 
Uh, my number eight guy is, I, I, as I said, I alluded to him a couple times, and maybe it's a little unfair because maybe uh, it's, it's really hard to say, you know, do you want to give a coach credit for winning in the playoffs or, or just having a good regular season? But not, my number eight guy is Matt LaFleur. He's so my he's, number seven guy. So, oh, wow. Uh, it's a little high. I mean, I, one spot higher, but it wouldn't have shocked me, Tom, if we, if we kept him off this list. He's 39 and 10. 39-10, three years with the team, three consecutive NFC Championship appearances. He's won 13 games every single season. And yet, there's nothing really to write home about. I mean, yes, it's been he's been with the team for three years, uh, 13 wins every year. They but, weren't this good with McCarthy towards the end. No. Rodgers didn't win back-to-back But maybe that was just McCarthy's because McCarthy and, and Rodgers butt heads. Maybe it's just a more amicable relationship. Oh, yeah, these two don't butt heads. No, not You've at seen Rodgers hate LaFleur. Are you kidding me? He's been throwing pot shots at him like crazy, even though LaFleur is so much better for him than McCarthy Right. Does. I just think it's... I think... Rodgers is never going to get along with anyone, but clearly he's doing something better with LaFleur. However, though, he's had LaFleur has had Rodgers. Again, we've been saying, how much credit do you want to give Zach Taylor because of Joe Burrow or Sean McDermott because of Josh Allen? Well, neither of those guys, Josh Allen nor Joe Burrow, have done what Aaron Rodgers has done the last two years, which is win back-to-back MVPs. So how much credit do you really want to give Matt LaFleur here? Uh, enough to be number seven in the head coaching rankings, yeah. at least. Now, yeah. For you, for me, number eight. 796 win percentage. It's too early to really use this as a track record, but that would be the best win percentage in the history of the NFL for a head coach. If they win another 13 games this year, but and win- still lose in the playoffs at some He's point. still top 10 to me. I mean. Yeah. But what? But if he you wins look- a Super Bowl, he would jump into my top five easily. If they, if they get to the Super Bowl... Maybe not even win it, but get to it. Finally, just get back to it for Rodgers. Then, yeah, I think you have to move him up. Maybe approaching the top five. If he wins the Super Bowl, he's in the top five. Because that you're winning 13 games every year. You finally win the Super Bowl. It's just... You got you got to win you got to do it, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you, I mean, you all, can't just get there. Other than Pete, all these guys we've listed in this bottom 5 is, is that's their MO. You just got to get through now mm-hmm. and win it. Who's your number 7? Uh my number 7 is someone we touched on for a bit earlier. Uh it's Mike Rabel. Nice. I just really believe in the guy as as we mentioned he won coach of the year this past year. I think he could have won it with or without Derrick Henry. I think now even though you lost AJ Brown, it's still a good young team. We'll see if the Malik Willis thing actually happens this year. I would like that to happen personally, to see Malik Willis, who's a mobile quarterback, work alongside Derrick Henry. I obviously, and I bet you agree, don't think that Tannehill is going to be the long-term solution in Tennessee. Mm-mm. I think his time is numbered there. Whether it's not it's whether or not it's Malik Willis, I think the Titans are still capable of making it to the playoffs. I just think they're better off kind of moving on from... Tannehill sooner, sooner rather than later, but still, they're not going to be in that position without Rabel leading the way. So I got him as my number seven guy. Number six for me is the highest rated coach on this list that has yet to find a ring on his finger, and that's Kyle Shanahan out in San Francisco. Uh, really interesting when you look at Shanahan. Two great years, 2019-2021. Obviously in 2019, they were NFC, championship, NFC champions and uh, lost to the Kansas City Chiefs despite having a lead in the fourth quarter in that Super Bowl. (laughs) And then in 2021, obviously, you remember, they upset uh, the Cowboys, they Mm -hmm. upset the Packers, they get all the way to the NFC Championship game before they fell to their rival, the L.A. Rams, in a game that 
the Rams finally beat the Niners and Kyle Shanahan in for it was the second time that they've won, but the first time that McVay beat him was week 18, just a couple weeks before that game. Mm-hmm. So they really had the Rams number until those two games in the final game that counted. But what's interesting to me is that 2017, 2018, and 2020 were not good years for McVay. Uh, 2018, 4 and 12, or excuse me, for Shanahan, Shanahan, 4 and 12 in 2018, very bad. I know 2020, they were probably the most injury slash COVID. Uh, bad luck team in the NFL that year and they were six and ten. Um they were starting like Nick Mullins at one point at quarterback in that stretch. So I don't hold that really against him. Um maybe, you know, the 2017, 2018 teams you can have an argument for, but I think that's just a coach trying to build the team up, trying to build it in his own identity. And then twenty nineteen on is really the Niners team that you know underhand with twenty twenty just being an anomaly because of injury. Kind of like the Ravens last year. Just right. Just a team that you know is better than they are, but just couldn't get wins together because no one could stay healthy. And and look what they happened. They're right they back got on healthy. track in yeah. 2021. Right. Yeah. And I think the question mark now is just with Trey Lance. Can he be the guy? But I think, too, even say it's not Trey Lance, maybe it's via free agency. I don't think they're going to be bad enough to really tank to get a quarterback in the top 15, but say one of those eight guys falls and, and they're sitting there at 22 or something and they can snag him and – they're much more confident in him than they are in Trey Lance. I think they're just a really solid quarterback, one solid quarterback away from being a Super Bowl team. If everyone has lemonade stands, I think we can do it. These inspiring words were expressed by Alex Scott, the little girl who was battling childhood cancer and decided to have a lemonade stand in her own backyard to help fundraise for a cure. In honor of Alex and everyone fighting this disease, join ST Bank June 1st through the 8th at all bank branches for lemonade days. Enjoy treats and activities. Help us support research, awareness, and hope for these children and families in need. Let's make people our purpose and build a brighter future together. ST Bank, member FDIC. My or excuse me, my, so my number six, six guy is John Harbaugh. He's my first guy in the top five. Okay, ironically enough, my number five is Kyle Shanahan. Well, there you go. So interesting that you put the uh, Super Bowl champion behind the guy who hasn't won it yet. So the reason why is because the Baltimore Ravens in the last nine years, Tom, have won two playoff games. They've won one playoff game in the Lamar Jackson era. And yes, John Harbaugh did win Coach of the Year the same year that Lamar Jackson won his MVP. Uh, was it 2020 he won that? Or is it 2019? 2019. 2019. They went 14 right. and 2. 2019, they went 14 and 2. But again, they went 14 and 2. They were everybody's favorite to win that year because Lamar was so dominant. Harbaugh was really back. But they lost in that first round, in, the, in their first appearance, despite having the first round bye to the Tennessee Titans. Don't get me wrong. As much as you don't want to admit it, coming from Pittsburgh, John Harbaugh is a great NFL coach. In your mind, a Hall of Famer? Yeah, he's going to make it. I mean, he's been now with the team for nearly 15 years. Sure, he doesn't have the ability like Tomlin to say, oh, I never had a losing record. They went 8-9 and nine last year. They went 5-11 and 11 in 2015. But every other year, I mean, they've either made the playoffs or they've been above 500 since Harbaugh has joined the team. He's been here since 2008. I mean, just an absolute stalwart when it comes to being a coach, him and Tomlin. What a great rivalry. They're literally Mm -hmm. almost equal records when they play each other head-to-head. It keeps changing one over the other, so I don't have that in front of me right now. But they're so close as far as wins and losses are concerned head-to-head. As far as wins and losses are concerned, just overall they're close. I mean, 
there really are parallels, right? Tomlin and Harbaugh when it comes to this era and Steelers I mean, Ravens football. Absolutely. Like, the guy came in, the, the, the two guys came in a year apart from each other. Harbaugh won Coach of the Year in 2019. Obviously, he has that one Super Bowl ring under his belt as well from the 2012 season. Well, he was my top five, so. Well, hold on. So, oh, he's, he's in your my top number five. five. So yeah, so he's my number six. Shanahan's Shanahan my number, number five. five. I just like the fact that in the last two years, he's made it to two NFC champ. in the last, sorry, three years, he made it to two NFC Championship games, made it to a Super Bowl. So yes, over the career, Harbaugh is is the better coach. But recently, Shanahan, I think, despite maybe playing with a lesser team, maybe overall the team is better in Balt in San Fran than it is in Baltimore. But John or Kyle Shanahan didn't have a quarterback like. Could you imagine Kyle Shanahan having Lamar Jackson? How dynamic that mm-hmm. that offense would be. I mean, sure. But you gotta give Harbaugh credit. Oh too, no, no, no! That's what really I was about to say. Overhauling sure, the offense, sure. Like. That team went from Joe Flacco in Pocket 2018 passer, and then switching to Lamar and saying, okay, well, I think we really have something. And the very next year, you go 14-2. and two, You win Coach of the Year. Your quarterback wins MVP. Yeah, I mean, of course you got to give Harbaugh credit, but Shanahan is this younger, offensive-minded guy. And again, with, a, with Jimmy G a quarterback both times, made it to the Super Bowl in 2019, made it to the NFC Championship game, as a wild card team in 2022. So I got to give him credit for that. Number four on my list, a man who's never had a losing season as a head coach. This is where I check in Mike Tomlin right now. And number four, number four I have the same me. I have the same thing. I have Tomlin at four. Super Bowl champ in 2008, AFC champion in 2010. Of course, he ended up losing that Super Bowl, though. Uh, in his first um, five years as a head coach, three of those five years, he went 12-4. and four. I mean, that's just a great start. As far as the coach is concerned, like we said, he's never had a losing season. He touched the 12-win mark as recently as 2020 when the Steelers had that incredibly hot start to the COVID year. Um, just the the picture of stability when it comes to a head coach in the NFL and a guy that no matter what hand is dealt seems to always have that team focused, ready to play, and battling to try to get to 500, to try to get to a playoff spot. So. We we can all, spend, we know everything about yeah. Mike Tomlin, there's really much. nothing much to say on this on this episode of the Steelers Standard because every episode you can make it about Mike Tomlin and his accomplishments here in Pittsburgh and you would never get tired of it. So it's just I mean I think the reason why we maybe have him at number four not in the top three is just because the one thing that everyone points out well all he does is get you to the playoffs. What do you do with it? You know you've you've had 40 points allowed on you each of the last three playoff games, 500 yards or something like that. So I think if Tomlin can can really find success with a second quarterback, Tom, rather than just, as we've been saying, with McDermott and Allen, or Zach Taylor and, and Joe Burrow, or Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, if he can find success with either Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett, I think people will start to see that he really is as good of a coach as people in Pittsburgh claim him to be. Third most wins all time amongst active head coaches, 21st in the history of the league right now as far as And that number will just continue to climb. Number three for me. So I'm interested, I'm going to guess we have the same three guys. It's just where do we place them each? Number three for me is second active all-time wins amongst head coaches. Andy Andy Reid. Yep, Yep, same guy. Number three. Um, man's been to three Super Bowls, one with the Eagles that he lost, one with the Chiefs that he lost, and then, of course, one with the Chiefs that he won. Um, the man has been head coach of the year. Let me double-check on what year that was, but 
to have the success he had in two stops in two franchises is very rare and something that I, I think uh, 2002 was the AP coach of the year. Um, you know, he was great in Philadelphia. I mean, you, you look at these these records in Philadelphia, 11 and 5, 11 and 5, 12 and 4, 12 and 4, 13 and 3. The man was a stud, won the NFC uh, in 2004, like I said, and got to the Super Bowl where he lost to the Patriots. But, uh, dude, he was, do you remember back then, they were in the NFC Championship game every single year with Donovan McNabb. It was like a, pro, right. it was almost comical that they could never win it because they were always in it. So And they finally broke through in their last year, but lost. Had a great track record had a great run in, in Philadelphia was the head coach from 1999 until 2012 in Philadelphia then he jumps right into Kansas City 2013 and he hit the ground running he has never had a losing season as the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs um 233 wins has him second all-time amongst active head coaches and that's only because of the historic greatness that's in front of him on that list uh, he's a for sure fire hall of famer in my mind and a guy that is still at the very top of his game, as far as an offensive mind is concerned and as far as just running a team like a head coach is concerned. Absolutely. I mean, even before Mahomes arrived, they were having winning seasons, they were making it to the playoffs, they were doing very well, and that was with Alex Smith at quarterback. I don't know for how many years, Andy, I believe he got there in 2013 was his first year. So that means he played at least, what, four or five seasons without Mahomes there? So... You're not just saying, oh, Andy Reid is a is a guy who is successful just because of having one of the best quarterbacks of all time. No, he had Alex Smith, who sure was the number one overall pick way back in 2005. Eight years later, he wasn't the, that same guy who was so highly touted. So I think you have to consider that alongside with his tenure in Philly, the fact that he's had so much success with Different quarterbacks. Something that I said: if Tomlin can do, you got to put Tomlin a little bit higher on your list, even though he's already at number four. Is McVay number two for you? I have McVay at number one. Mm, that's blasphemy, kind of, to be honest <laughs> with you. But yeah, McVay's number two uh, behind the goat. Bill Belichick for me. Five years in LA, he's been in the Super Bowl twice. McVay. Who did he lose the first Super Bowl to? Was it Bill Belichick? Oh yeah, it was the guy. Oh, it was, it was Bill, Bill Belichick. Belichick. Uh, two Super Bowl appearances. One win coming last year against the Rams. Another guy, never had a losing season in five years as a head coach. In fact, he's only dipped under the 10-win mark once when they went 9-7 and seven a few years back with uh, Jared Goff at the helm. So, guy's been incredible. He's the best offensive mind in football right now. He's uh, honestly, I would say, one of the leading men as far as changing the way that the NFL has been played as far as offense is concerned. And, you know, he's, he's absolutely... Um, the next guy up as far as who could really push for all-time greatness status. And like I said, right now, I, I just view him as the second-best coach in the NFL. And if you had to look at this season in a vacuum, he probably would be number one. But I, I take into account all of the track record as That's well. That's true. Uh, but the fact that this. he's made it to two Super Bowls in what, the last four years, actually won one. I know Belichick has had by far the more illustrious career but right now, I'm saying in 2022, I have a lot more faith in McVay and the Rams to make it back. Oh, well, yeah, Super they're Bowl. also just a better team. Right, that's true. Three-time AP Coach of the Year, six-time Super Bowl champion. This is Belichick. The uh, most evil man in the history of the NFL. I think he actually might be Darth Vader. Um, Bill Belichick. No one's ever seen Belichick and Vader in the same room at the same time. <laughs> no, they haven't. Uh, won his first Super Bowl in his second season ever as the New England Patriots head coach. Obviously, he had five years with Cleveland. Um, 
people might say, oh, it wasn't that great in Cleveland. Well, he went 11-5 and five in 1994 with the Cleveland Browns. So that's pretty tough to do in that city. But, you know, the man's been coaching in New England for over two decades now, and he has the most head coach wins as far as active head coaches are concerned. And going to close in on the all-time win mark, I'm fairly certain as far as that's concerned. Um, dude hadn't had a losing season since 2000 with the New England Patriots until 2020 when he went 7-9. and nine. Bounced right back from that, though, 10-7, and seven, made the playoffs last year, even though he got absolutely shellacked by the Buffalo Bills. But he's still throwing his hat in the ring there as, mm-hmm. uh, as a guy who knows what he's right. talking about. He won 10 games last year. To me, it's tough to put him anywhere lower than one. I he's going to go in the Hall of Fame as the I best just, of all I, time. Because McVay did it this year, he finally got over that hump, something we've been giving criticism to a lot of these other guys on our top 10 list. McVay did it this year. So I give him credit for that. I got McVay as my number one. All right, that's your top 10 NFL head coaches, according to Tom Offerman and Jacob Recht here on the Steelers Standard. Thanks for giving us a listen. Vacation again next week, baby. So I will not be here. We will not have any fresh episodes. We'll be back again in one week's time. and (laughs) Two weeks' time. It's two weeks' time, and it's all downhill from there because training camp's right around the corner. Mm -hmm. So buckle in, folks. It's coming, and it's coming fast. He's Jacob Recht. I'm Tom Offerman, and this has been the Steelers Standard. If everyone has lemonade stands, I think we can do it. These inspiring words were expressed by Alex Scott, the little girl who was battling childhood cancer and decided to have a lemonade stand in her own backyard to help fundraise for a cure. In honor of Alex and everyone fighting this disease, join ST Bank June 1st through the 8th at all bank branches for lemonade days. Enjoy treats and activities. Help us support research, awareness, and hope for these children and families in need. Let's make people our purpose and build a brighter future together. ST Bank, member FDIC. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.